Welcome to episode seven, where I show you how to not freak out over the fact that all of your networking events, they're going to be virtual for the foreseeable future. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. In March, as COVID spread across the country and the world, professionals started to migrate from large city office buildings to makeshift home offices. With the pandemic came the end of all in-person work-related gatherings. Introverts rejoiced, extroverts panicked, and companies and organizations scrambled to pivot every meeting, networking event, and conference into a virtual event. Up until this point, business professionals had always been able to rely on organized networking events as a way to meet new people, make strategic connections, and find new clients. To have this avenue wiped off of our business strategy map was more than a little unsettling. Not to mention dealing with the global pandemic and all the head trash that that comes with. As we pivoted to online everything, a lot of people felt that they didn't have the tools to function in this new virtual arena. That meeting new people, fostering relationships, and asking for business wasn't possible in our new reality. But the truth is, you've had the tools that you needed to thrive in an online networking and business world all along. So what are these tools, you ask? Well, there's five of them. The first one is you. I told you in the first episode of this podcast that you have everything you need to build a powerhouse network already inside of you. Because you are your best business tool. Don't forget that. Remember the list yourself approach and all the ways you have to connect with people. And then remind yourself that networking is not selling. It's building relationships. And you always have something to offer your relationships. Figure out how you can help first and you won't be hesitant reaching out to people. Second is your existing network. The people you already know. Go back and listen to episode two. Learn about your networking circles and start reaching out to one person in your network each day. Pick a time every day to dedicate to a call to catch up with one person from your network. This is powerful. Simply picking up the phone, asking how they are doing, how you can help, or simply listening and catching up. Now is the time to really reach out to your network, to ask for strategic introductions so that you are continuing to meet new people building your network organically, and expanding your sphere of influence. Three is the organizations in your market. A number of organizations have done a tremendous job transferring their networking events and programs into their virtual sphere. If you don't belong to any organizations, now is the time to do some research into the different organizations that you can join and become involved in. I belong to three different organizations, and my membership within these organizations allows me access to a number of different people and programs. Being a member of an organization is a great start, but I also want you to get more involved by joining a committee and eventually becoming a board member. We will learn more about networking to increase your influence in a later podcast, but know that sitting on boards is one way in which you can increase your influence, giving you access to all the other board members, but also allowing you to leverage that board seat for involvement in other organizations. Think about what organizations are available to you and reach out and attend a few of their virtual events to see which ones are the right fit for you and then do your part to get involved. The fourth tool is events. Yeah, 
In-person events are on hold, but online gatherings can still be a very effective way to network and meet new people. So each month, create a list of all of the virtual events that are available to you and decide on at least two events per month to really attend and be present at. Or you could even plan your own networking event. Come up with a fun theme and then reach out to five people from your network and ask them to invite one person from their network to attend. This way, it's a fun and easygoing way to get together, but also allows everyone to meet someone new, introduce themselves, talk, have fun, and follow up with everyone after the event. A super fun thing you can do is schedule a virtual Airbnb experience for a number of people in your network. This way, you're all creating a shared experience together that you can use as a way to start creating a relationship with others or deepening the ones you already have. Go back to episode three and use your list to come up with ideas on a shared experience that you can create online. Maybe it's a yoga class, a meditation class, wine tasting, a cooking class. There really are so many fun experiences that you can still create as a way of connecting with others. The fifth tool is social media. Listen up, girls and guys. Online interactions are up over 40% since the beginning of the pandemic. This is where people are spending a chunk of their time right now, so let's get on it. If you're in a corporate setting, start bossing up your LinkedIn profile. Beef up your bio by not just describing what you do or the problems that you solve for your clients, by giving people a look-see into who you are when you're not at work. You don't work 24-7, so give people a more complete view of who you are. Connect with past clients and colleagues, ask for recommendations, and start creating your own posts and commenting on the ideas and articles that your connections are posting. If you have a page on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram that you haven't been that active on, make a social media posting calendar so that you are putting out content on a daily basis to your audience. If you've been lurking on all of the sites, now is the time to start commenting on the posts of the accounts that you follow to get noticed. So, You see, you've actually always had these virtual networking tools at your disposal. You can totally deepen your connections with your existing network and start forging new relationships, even during COVID, working from home, hybrid working, whatever working situation you have right now. We've been in this for a while now. People are comfortable connecting with others, even if it's the first time in a virtual setting. Now is not the time to put your networking or relationship building on hold. There is no excuse to not use these five tools and to also create new tools of your own. For however long this pandemic lasts, we will be dealing with the mental weight of what is happening in the world. Creating and maintaining virtual relationships is as fundamental to maintaining health as it is to business success. 100% of your clients will be people. 100% of your connections are people. We as humans crave human interaction. We need to be able to take advantage of the tools that we have right now to stay as connected as possible. This exact time last year, I was in South Africa celebrating my 15th wedding anniversary. And one year ago, I tandem jumped off the Victoria Falls Bridge. The free fall from that bridge is 111 meters. If that wasn't bananas enough, I jumped off that bridge strapped to the body of my friend Shannon. Shannon and I had only met a couple years prior through 
You guessed it, networking. I am not shitting you when I tell you that networking will lead to more friends, more adventures, and more success. Shannon and her husband Jason joined us on that trip because they too were celebrating their wedding anniversary. While in South Africa, when we weren't sipping on the local South African wines, we were drinking gin. What I loved about the gins in South Africa was that there were so many kinds and that if you ordered a pink gin, you got pink tonic water. And if you ordered a blue gin, you got blue tonic water. The hues of the gin and the tonic coming from different plants and flower petals. So cool. So for today's cocktail, I am making a classic gin and tonic with the Six Dogs Blue Gin that I brought back from South Africa and pairing it with Fever Tree tonic water. I could go on and on about how much I love tonic water. I used to drink it by the liter when I was a kid, which now looking back on it, I think is weird because tonic water is a pretty adult flavor. I just loved it when I was a kid and I love it now. So do yourself a favor though. Next time you make yourself a gin and tonic, splurge on the good tonic water. It's totally worth it. And I'm thinking of making a gin bar in my study. So let me know what your favorite gins are so I can check them out. Okay. Until next week, guys. Cheers. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works.